When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Al Petaway and Amy White, a.k.a. Al and Amy, have been charming fans for years with their uniquely crafted Celtic Appalachian-influenced music that even marries in the occasional hints of blues, new age, and jazz. Amy White is my guest on this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast today. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, good to talk to you. So you are in North Carolina, right? I am in the mountains, western North Carolina, just north of Asheville. We started coming here years and years and years ago. Gosh, probably, gosh, I can't remember. I might be close to two decades. Al is the coordinator for Guitar Week which is one of the many weeks of folk music yeah. held on the campus of Swannanoa Gathering, you know, and the Warren Wilson College. Yeah. And it's just, it was just magical. And each year at the end of that particular week, we'd just start dragging our feet a little heavier, <laughs> not wanting to go back home to D.C. And then uh, after 9-11, we're like, let's get out of here. Yeah. We can live anywhere. Yeah. So we moved. <laughs> and so, for our listeners, you are one half of of Al and Amy, and um, give me a little bit of um, of history. Uh, you referenced DC. I think I understood that you guys um, either grew up or met in Virginia before making your way to North Carolina. And um, so, tell me a little bit about how you got together and and how you became uh, Al and Amy, and and uh, began to do what you do now. <laughs> well, first came love, um, <laughs> and then we marriage. Had a mutual friend, though, who was a musician, so that was the initial tie. A friend uh-huh. of ours um, played cello. I just met her through uh, playing background music for a dance drama troupe in D.C. One of my rare musical outings because I'm pretty much a closet musician. <laughs> um, and she played on Al's uh, debut fingerstyle guitar album with Ringstones, which really. It was his coming out as who he really is, his uh, composer side, uh-huh. after playing lots of bluegrass. Um, anyway, there was just uh, um, there was a concert at National Geographic Society. They hold regular concerts there, and uh, it was a 
Celtic music concert. It was all Tim and time for St. Patrick's Day, which we're coming up on now. Um, and, you know, Diana said, you ought to come. A lot of my friends from work are coming. Both Al and Diana worked at Geographic. And I worked right down a couple blocks from there, and I said, oh, what the hell? So I walked up <laughs> and went there, and Al and I saw each other from across the crowded <laughs> room, and we're like, there you are. Wow, that's cool. And that was that. Um, so we went and ate Thai food, green curry. You know, we didn't drink beer, but we had green curry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it just, that was it. I mean, we just knew we needed to be together. But that was, it was love at first sight. Music did bring us together, but we didn't realize that the music was going to be such a part of our lives. And it just, it just happened organically. You, <laughs> you guys have been playing yeah. harmonies, you know? And <laughs> you, you guys doing. have been making music together for how long? How long ago was that? Hmm. Um, very soon after we got together, which was surprising. Um, so I would say close to 20 years. Okay. I, I read in, in some of the notes that, that uh, while, while you guys were in D.C., you won like close to 50 Whammy Awards, which is the Washington Area Music Awards. Yeah, that's so awesome, though. That's um, For someone who calls themselves a closet musician, to be able to be part of a duo that wins that kind of awards is so really cool. Well, I, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon with Al because he had his own thing going. Um, he uh, he started out doing bluegrass, and then, like I was saying, the um, the Whispering Stone CDs just really opened up a new world for him. He really loved the whole world of fingerstyle guitar, and that's really where he shines, although he can play any old style he wants. Um and that, I just started joining him, and so he already had a following. Yeah. But a lot of what what he was doing at that time, and what we ended up playing together, kind of bridged a new age. It wasn't really even new grass; it was more new age meets Celtic folk. And I I think, to be fair, a lot of the reasons why we won so many awards is that. They didn't know where to put us, and <laughs> we didn't fit neatly into any one category. So yeah. for a while, people were calling it the Alan Amy category. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's just an, a wealth of talent there, and now an amazing wealth of talent here in Asheville too. Just everywhere you look, it's just fantastic. So we just happen to be lucky to have our own little category for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and I, I there was a. Um... A, a little YouTube story um, created by somebody, maybe there in North Carolina. And I found that very interesting, and, and especially this, the the part about. Um, and, and tell me if I'm getting this wrong, but I think you even said that, or, or maybe he did that um, that Al was responsible, or, or indirectly at least, for helping bring the music out of you, and was able to get you and your dad together. Um, and your dad was a musician in his own right, and and that was kind of pivotal right, right. to bring to bring all this music together. Tell me a little bit about that. He was Al was responsible for bringing it out into the public for the most part because uh-huh. I'm I'm not I'm not one of those people who has to be on the stage. I don't really care whether or not I get that kind of attention. However, I've always been a composer, uh-huh. so I've always been compelled to write. Okay, so. Um, the difference is, you know, whether it's in the closet or out on the stage or at least out on a recording. I had never recorded my work before. Okay. I just committed to memory, and, and Al was 
really wonderful about encouraging me to record it, make a record of it, um, literally. And that started, and, and it, that kind of reinforcement, it's just, it's really affirming. It's very powerful, and to have someone believe in your work and think that it needs to be preserved sure. makes all the difference in the world. So I, as a result, I've continued, um, I felt better about my work because someone else sees value in it as yeah. well. So yeah. um, that's what, Al is responsible for that. And my father was in the National Symphony Orchestra uh-huh. for over 47 years. Oh, cool. He okay. was the principal English horn player mm-hmm. and oboe player. Um, so I, I grew up with classical music in the house. Both my parents taught. Um, but I, uh, I, I was always musical. I was steeped in music, but I never learned how to read music. Uh-huh. I guess it's a form of dyslexia. The notes just jump around. So that might be why I was drawn to folk music, Celtic music in particular. I'm just listening to it. I loved it. I, I, I really appreciated that much of it or most of it was an oral tradition as opposed to written. Right. Um, so, but part part of the downside of that is that I can't play a lot of the music I love, like Debussy, Ravel. I mean, I'm not good enough to be able to play that by ear. <laughs> right. Although I can kind of hung peck and realize I'm, I'm getting closer. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. But um, because of that, I, uh, I I wasn't able to play music with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't play music with it, with my father because he was what I like to call paper trained <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, what we did is I... I was writing a lot of solo piano music at the time. Uh-huh. That's really probably the most accurate representation of who I am artistically is my solo piano work. Um, and I decided to write something for my father because I actually had, in Al, aside from a partner and a lover, I also had an interpreter yeah. <laughs> and a translator. Yeah, so that's Al so cool. had it happened to have his little pocket guide of uh, how to translate the different instruments into different keys mm-hmm. for reading, and so Al wrote down the parts I had in mind for my father on oboe, and Dad was able to read it, and we had that rehearsal the first time, and just, you know, I I, was, I think I was 30 years old by the time we wow. got to play music together yeah. for the first time, and it was really amazing. Yeah. And uh, we had one performance together. Uh, at my album release concert, he and I played two pieces live off of my bittersweet solo mm-hmm. CD with a couple duets. Yeah. Um, and what was amazing is that he and I, it was never happened to me before, but he and I got a standing ovation before intermission. I mean, it was wow. a beautiful thing. Wow, that's so cool. Really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's all Al's fault, partly anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's cool to to just hear how the uh, collaboration, um, you know, was already there. You guys just had to get together and 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 kind of walk into it, you know. And it's it's so neat that um, you you've been able to to parlay what the two of you, who you were before you met, into this this. Uh, really cool journey of music that you guys do now together and again in the information that um you know that, that we're working from here i i was really fascinated by the the um 
the work that you guys do with Ken Burns and and providing music for um, some of the things that he does. Tell me about that a little bit. For people who don't know, Ken Burns, of course, is this really famous documentary uh, film producer um, and PBS, I think, exclusively, but um, very cool work and, and uh, just neat to hear uh, about the, the the musical stuff that you guys do with him. Well, that was a gift and a surprise, and uh, I suppose you could say it's a matter of dumb luck, but it's not entirely because, you know, Al's music and my music, was it was chosen out of a group of CDs. You okay. Know, were probably stacked on the table in their editing studio when yeah. they were starting to put music to their footage. So um, Dayton Duncan... Uh, had a he fell across some of the music he found it during his work and he was a fan as was Dayton's son Will. Um, so I'm not sure who picked up on it first. Mm-hmm. If it was Dayton, you know, or Ken. Um, but they enjoyed it and they included it. Uh, we we haven't been in the studio. We're not like Jacqueline, you know, and the folks up there who live nearby, you know, in New England. Um, they often go into the studio and do work for hire at that, you know, specifically for that project. Right, sure. Um, we're more like the other artists whose uh, pre-recorded work they choose to include. Um, but we have just loved being involved in any way, and it's, you know, fun keeping tabs or sending them our favorite Shorpie of the day photos. Yeah. <laughs> do you know Shorpie? It's such a cool site. Um just historical photos, so like we saw a whole bunch from the Dust Bowl, and you know, just whenever we see that, we're reminded of the yeah. great work yeah. that Florentine Films does, and we love how they stay active, um, and it's just amazing every time you revisit history, how it's just, it's constantly linked to today, Sure, you know? like yep. the whole Dust Bowl thing and the climate, what really fascinated me was we were, uh, they, they were just about to debut that show on PBS, the Dust Bowl, and uh-huh. Al and I were sitting on our porch at, at the time we were living in Fairview at about 4,000 feet elevation, and we just had some wide open sky over like 12 mm. mountain ranges, stunning views, and we saw this cloud appear over the horizon, and that wasn't your usual cloud, it wasn't sunset, it couldn't have been those rich, deep colors of sunset, it was brown, mm. and it just came over the mountains it came towards us it just enveloped everything it was just this brown muck wow. and it turns out here in north carolina that cloud was from the midwest wow. it was from areas that were stricken by the dust bowl before hmm. so the timing of that experience sure yeah, <laughs> it was a with us yeah it that's was crazy <laughs> a stunning reminder that we really do need to learn from the past right right yeah <laughs> How many of his works has your music appeared in, do you know? Uh, see, National Parks is the main one. Um, we had about eight tunes in that one, I believe. And Al's wonderful instrumental um, fingerstyle solo piece, uh, Flygo Creek, was one of the main themes, or the main theme. Um, there's the Roosevelt's had a little bit in there, the Dust Bowl. Okay. Uh, I think Al had a tune or two in the 10th inning about baseball. And right. I, it, the first time it happened was just perfect because Al's a big Mark Twain fan. So it was included in the Mark Twain. Yeah, that's cool. Well. Yeah. 
And and you guys do other things besides just play music together, right? Did I I see where you also do photography work? Yeah, well that ties in with National Geographic yeah. as well. Yeah. Al had the enviable job of looking at beautiful pictures all day. He was an image editor wow. at the Geographic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a job! Right. He actually, quit that job to do music full time. Pretty funny. <laughs> But, you know, music was calling. Sure. And he could always continue looking at pretty pictures. He just had to make them himself, you know. Yeah. And now there's the Internet, right? Right. So. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's really cool is that even though the geographic uh, went the way of many corporations and uh, had to downsize and trim and outsource, one of the things that had the staying power was the image collection mm -hmm. and its commercial viability. So that has grown, uh, and as a result, we were able to become part of their stock image agency, you know, be represented by them. Okay. So that is something that, it, again, that whole form of validation, knowing that people see value in your work, that right, sure. confirms that, you know, and encourages you. So that's, uh, that's our experience for buying cameras and going out and taking photos all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Updating our computer. Right, right, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, to handle all those extra gigabytes. Um, but yeah, that's one of our favorite things, of course, and uh, lately I've just totally gotten into digging in the dirt and planting, and I we just got this sweet property in Weaverville. I'm, st I'm not in love with the dirt here, it's that hard red clay. Right, yep. My new best friend is a pickaxe. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I've decided to make a little mini arboretum. Um, my timing really is poor, though, because I planted like you know, <laughs> half an arboretum last year, and then we had like the worst drought. For yeah. Month, something yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's the other thing, and also uh, related to cameras is and critters, which is I guess one of the reasons why we ended up first talking about all this um, is uh, critters, you know, rescue me project. Right. I love critters. Everybody does. It's the great art partisan cause, right? It's yeah. The love of critters. And uh, so I have, I counted them today. I was going to tell you, I had eight critter cams on our property, but I think I have more than 12. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know those high-end game cameras? Uh, right, yeah. Uh -huh. People put around. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, I have a, quite a collection. <laughs> And I spy on the wildlife, um, or rather, I admire the wildlife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and my favorite is when the bears come and mark the trees, you know, it looks like a Disney film, uh -huh. scratching their backs. That's and, cool. Or when they interact with the cameras and try to take them off. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> but we, we started doing that um, in Fairview uh, when we were looking for the big cat. We're still looking for the big cat. We see signs that haven't seen the cat itself okay so see every oh, that's other cool bird. okay so yeah that's the other thing we enjoy so and yeah. and you mentioned that that's so this is the new album project for you critters is that right right yeah right. <clears throat> so tell, oh, tell me just, tell me a little bit so more about that musically and and how that incorporates the the idea of of this well this was uh it was I would say it's largely the brainchild. You know, it's a Stephen Briggs idea. Stephen runs Blue Night Records uh -huh. and Blue Night Soundscapes. Right. And uh, uh, he just started Blue Night Soundscapes and came across our music and was asking if we were interested in participating. And uh, 
so he heard my first album of songs. I'm mostly an instrumental writer, but I had some songs, and he heard my song, The Best Dog. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, I think he had bannered around the idea of doing this, some some kind of benefit project for animals. He had talked with Mickey Raines about it, and of course people like Emmy Lou have done great work. You know, mm -hmm. He started Bonaparte's Retreat for animals, and um, you know, we all want to do something to help, right? right. And I had done a, a benefit concert for the Asheville Humane Society in the past, uh, in conjunction with this book that I made, a photo montage book of cats with wings. And, you know, I've had fun. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he, he heard the song, and, and I guess it was just um, a little bit more incentive, and, and he thought I'd be a natural fit. And so we, he asked me to join him uh, in creating this compilation CD to benefit animal welfare programs. Okay, and, cool. And that was like way back in 2014. We've been working on this for a while. And we just had so much fun uh, looking for songs that would say uh -huh. cat and dog songs by male and female artists. And, you know, uh, there's plenty out there with innuendo, um, but we weren't looking for the R-rated right. kind of material, you know, so we're keeping it clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so th there were so many awesome songs we couldn't include, but these, we just love the ones we found for this. Okay. that we chose that's and, cool oh yeah yeah it's been fun yeah <laughs> so what's 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 new what where are you and al now musically what's what's going on with you guys what what's the what's the season look like for you guys musically what's on tap well right now we're calm down okay we're not traveling as much uh that's by design okay Al is really busy with another dream job. It just keeps on happening. <laughs> <laughs> he works a lot with a dream guitars uh -huh. in Weaverville. It's a high-end uh, luthier shop. They buy and trade and sell just amazing quality guitars. It's okay. like the golden age of luthery yeah. right now. Just fantastic stuff. Huh. And Al's job is he gets to go in there every once in a while, once a week or so, depending on how much it got shipped in. And he gets to play and just discover these amazing guitars by different artists. Yeah. And then also some antique guitars. Yeah. So every day he comes down and is like, oh, my God, I play <laughs> the most amazing guitar. I'm That's like, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what a horrible job, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible job. But it, what's nice is that it, it allows us the freedom to stay home a little bit more. Sure, yeah. And and to work on music. Uh, we're not touring as much, but it doesn't mean we're not writing and that. Al's just been doing some really cool uh, solo fingerstyle. A lot of it blues style, so he's been releasing some of those. I did another album of songs I released last year. And uh, so we're starting to come back together, and we're thinking, oh, maybe we should do another album of winter-themed songs. We absolutely love the music, you know, uh -huh. for Christmas, for winter, okay. yeah. especially the old, the, you know, the old carols, especially, yeah. 230 years old, those are our favorites. So um, we're thinking about doing that. We actually have a whole bunch of uh, tunes that we had done that we just decided not to include on previous albums, so we've got a good bit of material already. Okay. That's neat. So I think uh, that's our next project. We're just kind of taking time, and I'm 
garden. <laughs> <laughs> almost time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, man, almost time. So uh, we're just going to put it in. We're just kind of enjoying slowing yeah. down a little bit. But we won't stop writing at all. Yeah. When we get out a little bit, we're going to uh, the really cool musical instrument museum out in Arizona soon. And uh, we're playing that next month. Okay. And so we do a little bit of mini tours. We love the short weekends. Yeah. Uh, we love going back to our old home place that's in the D.C. area, uh-huh. um, you know, just to visit. So, you know, we're doing a little bit, but that's just about how we like it. <laughs> so if if folks would like to get in touch with, with you guys or, or uh, uh, acquire copies of your your works or, or, or find out more about you, uh, reach out, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, just uh, email us at Al and Amy at MindSpring.com. It's A-L-A-N-D-A-M-Y. Okay. And, uh, or you can go through our website, alandamy.com, and just email us through there. And we've got plenty here to supply, um, you know, service radio. But also uh, the record labels we've been on are just, they're totally happy to send stuff to the way of DJs. So um, Maggie's music in particular we uh, put a lot out on her label, and they're just great folks out of Annapolis, Maryland. You've probably heard of them. They do mostly Celtic Sure, stuff. yeah. So they've got some of our recordings as well, Al's previous stuff, too. So. I'm guessing you guys are on iTunes and all the other uh, typical outlets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, cool. iTunes and CD Baby, which was down the other day. Um, <laughs> and, and of course online and you know we're just we are the slower musicians we could be putting all these downloads on our website yeah you know we got bios out of date we'll get there one of these yeah days. that's okay well that's that's why we're doing this so we can <laughs> but, we can but we do have an online presence so yeah, yeah good okay find it. awesome well cool uh, well, thanks search for Petaway, they might have a better chance because uh okay his name's less common than amy white so yeah okay p-e-t-t-e-w-a-y awesome <laughs> Well, thank you, Amy. This has been really cool talking to you and and getting to know more about you guys, and and, I wish you guys the best. Oh, thank you, Greg. Thank you so much for calling and for being willing to talk a bit, and thanks for getting the word out about Rescue Me. Um, It's it's being released um, uh, April 30th, you know, in in honor of National Pet Adoption Day. Right. And if people go to Elderly Instruments, Yes. Um, that's really, they're being really cool about um, selling pre-release copies. 100% of the profits are going to animal welfare causes, so it's really awesome. important. Okay, good. Uh, to good. get the word out about that. Thank you so much for this opportunity to hey, share that with Yeah, you. and you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.